Welcome to the Inspired Action Podcast. This is where we have motivational, inspiring conversations and interviews that we hope you'll enjoy listening to. Join us and other inspired actioneers on this alchemical, transformational journey. Welcome back to the Inspired Action Podcast. My name is Jay, and this is our 106th, 106 episode of the Inspired Action Podcast. And I'm here with my co-host, as always, Lita Herman. Welcome back, Inspired Actioneers. It's so great to have you join us again today. And we're eager to continue our topic from last time on the magic of the heart with another way to help us all heal from our heart pain. That sounds so nice. And today we're going to be talking about the metal element and some say the coolest element of all. Totally. <laughs> and some of the more typical tentacles that tend to wrap around the metal's heart and causes their heart pains. Yes. And if you go back to episode 102, if you're just joining us, we talked about these tentacles that wrap around your heart and cause heart pains. I'll give the quick recap. We identified these tentacles as overindulgent, temptation, greed, jealousy, ego, pride, deep-seated anger, and apathy, as well as fear, which is the bonus. Yes, the bonus. <laughs> like, like there could be a bonus tentacle. So the reason we decided to name these tentacles at all is that for so many of us, we get easily triggered and we don't know why. And we often really don't even understand what's happening to us. Yes. And you know, why do we shut down or why do we suddenly break into a temper tantrum? Or why do we have these extreme reactions? You know, how do we, how do we understand ourselves and better uh, unravel this mysterious parts of ourselves? Yes. And in, in the hope that we can actually make changes. Because if you can say that you always do this particular thing, whenever that particular situation happens, the question is why? And actually, if you don't like that, when you do that thing, you probably wish you could change it. Ch-ch-ch-changes. This podcast is all about changes. A little, <laughs> little David, David Bowie. Bowie. And he's metal. And he's metal. Right? So we're changing our reality, our stories about ourselves, how we may identify ourselves in ways that are not so helpful. So ch-ch-changes. Yes. And at the core of this is the idea that those issues probably come from your heart pains. And pain, heart pains come from past experiences that we can't let go of, that we're haunted by. Even if it's completely unconscious. Yes. And while any elemental type can be dealing with any one of these eight tentacle, tentacles that we've identified, the metal element is going to see the world with that lens of metal, which means they're going to look at the world this specific way. And that's why naming the tentacles can really help you out. Yeah. So remember, if you're more, we're all more than one, we're all five and Everyone has a different stack up. But so if you're at the metal element first or second or even third in your stack up, this episode can apply even to that third, that crazy third element that's maybe giving you the most heart pain. Yeah. That would be another conversation. Yeah. We've discovered that. And we've talked about that in this podcast, that sometimes your third element is the real troublesome one. So you've, if you've got metal anywhere in those top three, you really identify with parts of it. You know, you're really trying to... Or or if you're just trying to grok all the elements, yes. you could have metal last. Yeah, you might just be interested in this topic. So this podcast episode is for you. And here we go. Metals are going to be more likely than other elements to have these tentacles, apathy and deep-seated anger. Wow. 
Not the fun ones. <laughs> Are there any fun no, ones? No, there's not. That's true. Like, you know, and I would say maybe you could throw in a little bit of temptation and jealousies. Just because apathy and deep-seated anger is not enough. Not enough, Just right. throw in a couple bonus ones. <laughs> so that's true. I mean, temptation and jealousy also could be uh, very... We'll we'll explain that later. So, Jay, before we go on, is there anything you want to update people on about the Inspired Action Podcast or the Alchemy Learning Center? No, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a lot. We always got a lot going on. You didn't expect that, did no, you? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those of you who are listening to us in real time and they're we're just thrilled to have everyone all over the world listen to this in real time. Well, not actually like in this very moment, very we're recording it. Yes. But when we post it uh, in the next few days, yes. that'll be real time. Yes. But that's a, like a crazy thing now, right? Yes. What is real time? What is real time? <laughs> Who knows? But that's another conversation. That's a deeper conversation. So, but just to say that in real time, if you listen to this in April, 2023, we do have a new live stream class coming up. If you're into Chinese medicine or just learning more about how this emotional trauma healing works, we ha- we're doing the Dai Mai on April 16th. Um, so you can just go on over to the alchemylearningcenter.com and check out the class. We'd love to see you there. Um, do you want to say a little bit about this class since I really didn't give up too much information? Yeah. So the Daima is one of these really fascinating Chinese medicine treatments out there. It actually really goes with this series of the tentacles because a lot of the tentacles cause the reason that you might want this treatment or want to learn more about it. So the reason I think alchemists, especially practitioners, are would be interested in this is we talk all the time about emotional baggage, like, you know, what we're talking about today. And we often don't talk about the physical impact of that emotional baggage on your body, you know, because the, your body has to store all that yeah, stuff. We're talking about like emotional Gucci bags, <laughs> you know, designer bags, yes. like, you know, those yes. fancy <laughs> luggage that we see while well, we have that around the waist. <laughs> Right, right. So around the waist, what happens is we have to have a place to stuff all that stuff. And so we begin to- So it's like to, our Gucci, right? Yeah, it's it's our Gucci belt. <laughs> and it's called the belt channel, actually. There you go. And so, so what happens is you get a little bit of like extra, you know, um, what do we want to call it? Jelly belly around the middle. <laughs> Emotional fluff. Emotional fluff. Your tum tum. Yeah. Uh, like jelly belly in your tum tum. Yes. You can bring it down to the child level <laughs> in your tum tum. And so it's like you have to hold all those Gucci bags. You have to have a place to put them. And so we just, our bodies naturally just give us a place to put things in the belt channel. Just stuff it, stuff it. But I'm not, I just want to say before someone's like, no, oh, not everyone. So not everyone. You yeah. know, all the time, if you have a little extra around the middle, it doesn't want us, we don't want to think that everyone has this going on. We don't want to be that narrow-minded to say that anything is all things one way or another. It's open, it's interpretation, you know. So we could say, Lita, that this series is about heart pain, about releasing the heart pains. Could that actually make you skinnier? <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, if you lost those heart pains and you had the jelly belly and a little extra <laughs> inch or two... It's a really good theory, Jay. And actually, I've I've been able to prove that in the clinic that there are people who really, they lose those, um, what do they call them? The love, love handle. I, I could say yes. that because I'm all over the love handle, jelly belly, Gucci belt <laughs> diet, right? You're I've right. actually done the dye my treatment. You know, I think we wrote about the dye my treatment recently in a blog post. But let me just say it was an emotional roller coaster. 
And I had to like seriously strap in for like yes. three or four months. Yeah. So maybe after that three or month, four months, I could maybe loosen that strap a little bit. I did lose a little belly fat. Yeah. Just saying. Yes. So was it worth it? Yes. I say with hesitation, it was a ride, emotional ride. But yeah, I'm super glad I did it. You know, I tried to do it a couple of years before, but uh-uh, the timing was not right. I had a huge rash breakout. We stopped it. But this time... I, you know, it went well, but I'm going to do air quotes around well. It was, you know, definitely going through some stuff. But, you know, I overall, I'm very, very happy that I did it. Right. So this episode isn't really about the Daimai, but it's kind of related. You know, we call the Daimai the belt channel. And, you know, the treatments are super cool for emotional yeah, stuff. If you're a healing nerd and into that, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and most of our listeners are. So if you want to learn more, we wrote a blog post about it. We'll put a link in the show notes for for you today. Maybe and you could, if you're in real time, you could squeak in and see the, the webinar. Although we will post it in the Learning Center Afterwards, so Eventually, if you're in yeah. not real time, check it like out a year from now. Yes. go to the learning center, check out April 2023, and you'll find the die my. And so we got a couple other things happening. We have a new group of master apprentices, master alchemy, the MAP program, starting in September. So we still have enrollment, which is application. Just drop us a line if you're interested. Again, go to the alchemylearningcenter.com. Yeah, we have a Check lovely we have a lovely new cohort forming, just some really amazing people. From all over the world. From all over the world. And for those of you who don't know about that program, most of the folks in the program practice Chinese medicine of some kind or energy work, but not all of them. And a few people have even joined us who are just really more interested in learning alchemy for their own self-cultivation. And maybe they do something like talk therapy or, you know, they can use it in another way in their sure. career. So you can check it out. It's the MAP, Master Alchemy Program Apprenticeship. It's on the website, um, alchemylearningcenter.com. Yes. Send us an email whether or not you should apply. We'll see if it's a good fit. We like kind of talk. We'll matchy-matchy everyone right up, you know. Matchy-matchy. <laughs> matchy-matchy. I don't know. I'm like into the... That's the thing. I got a lot going on today. Matchy-matchy you right up. Oh, okay. <laughs> if it's a good fit. And then this fall, we're going to have another retreat in Northampton, Massachusetts. So you can check that out on the website as well, coming yeah. up in October. All right. So let's get back to metal. Metal. Okay. So we're talking about these tentacles that can wrap around your heart and cause heart pains, and specifically how that happens to metals. So... Uh, out of the eight types of tentacles, we're, we're focusing on the metal element type, which is apathy and deep-seated anger tentacles. And, and what are the bonus ones we're throwing the, in? And the bonus ones are temptation and jealousy. So the first one is apathy. So the art of not giving a flock. Can I say that? Can yeah, I, say give I it think a flock? you could say flock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially since you're all about chickens right now. Jay. I know. I do have a little chicken on the brain. It uh, doesn't mean I have a chicken brain, but I have a little chicken. Anyone out there who's raising chickens, wow, you have my respect. You're a little bit ahead of me. I'm at the beginning. I'm at the chickling, the little baby chick end of the learning curve, but I am open for tips and information, so I have little chicks on the way. Oh, wonderful. All right. So <laughs> back to our lovely topic of... Nice, Not given a flock. Nice, nice little uh, chicken uh, commercial there. <laughs> but okay, so ap commercial break, I should say. Apathy. Well, <laughs> no, it's tied in. It's about not giving a flock. Not giving a flock, right? Because I that's can't say right. that's why we got on the chickens. Okay, so it's apathy. not apathy. Not giving a flock. Yes, it is. Okay, yes. thank you. So this one is a little bit about the yin nature of metals. 
They're the opposite of wood. So where wood might be more assertive in the world and get a little overzealous, maybe have some trouble with that ego pride tentacle, metals, on the other hand, are already naturally more reserved, more stepping back and observing life instead of assertively pushing themselves to be overly involved. And so that's their natural state. So when something goes wrong and they get those triggers by, you know, whatever's happening in their present time, that makes them feel some old painful feelings from the past, just like anyone else. And many times they're likely going to retreat and feel shut down. And well, can we say disconnected since metal is all about connection and loss? Yes. So it's the worst thing for a metal person is to feel disconnected from the flock. <laughs> there you go. Like another chicken reference. <laughs> Great. We don't want them to be disconnected from the flock. No, this is not a chicken podcast. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, chicken people are nuts. They're really into their hey, chickens. Hey, 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 <laughs> they're hey. They're like way into, like, they're just like all we into their chickens. don't want to upset the chicken people. Okay. They are right, not that's crazy. True. Don't, don't okay, upset. they are a little cray-cray. Don't but. upset the crazy chicken people. Okay. But no, I, am I correct or not? No offense. I'm just kidding um, about the chicken people. Am I? I'm now <laughs> She's backing up, right? So, but am I not cor- I'm you correct? You are correct. You are correct. Actually, just the other day, a metal person said to me when we were talking about what that person's greatest fear is in life, it was that, Jay, fear of living life completely disconnected and not being able to find their way back. To the flock. Right. <laughs> to everything. I am not encouraging the chicken humor here. Just a, just a chicken little bit. Okay, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> the chicken's out of the bag no, now. No, no, they don't live in bags. You could say the chicken is out of the coop, but not there you the go. bag. Okay, now I have you doing chicken references. But the disconnect is real. The chicken references, not so real. Right. Right? They're, well, they're, they're real, real, but okay, so... A metal person nightmare could be that they feel disconnected inside. Life is so bleak that they really, there's really a tendency to depression that can sometimes haunt the metal element. Yes. So disconnect can happen to metal in terms of just normal day-to-day life when they find themselves in an uncomfortable situation. So maybe someone's attacking them or being mean to them and they naturally just retreat and pull back. But when they've got it, you know, when they've experienced deep trauma in their past, then that disconnect can feel very confusing and really all-encompassing. And that brings us back to the apathy tentacle. Apathy is that feeling I'd rather do nothing and not just just not participate in life because it's too painful. Life is just too painful. So I don't want to participate. Then I don't have to feel those feelings again. And when we talk about tentacles, we talk about two reasons for them. One is that there's the ones that are associated with that feeling for of lack, which we talked about with things like overindulgence and temptation, where you just want to find a way to fill the emptiness you feel in your soul. And the other reason for tentacles is the need to feel like you're in control. And while apathy doesn't seem related to having control over your life, it is actually a means of controlling your life. It, and now you have to think about this. If life feels so scary and out of control, then actually doing nothing can be the best strategy to regain control. That's starting to make a little bit of sense. So when a metal element person gets apathetic and decides not to participate in life, in life, their life, life around them, that's them asserting control over what they want. Is that what you're saying? Yes. It's a tricky one. I have a client who grew up with an abusive parent, for example, and like so many children, 
they have no control or agency in their life in that situation. You know, the emotionally or physically abusive parent often has total control. But this person felt like she was somehow winning by completely shutting down with the apathy tentacle. She just disconnected. And so by wanting to control life, she could really not control anything. And so that's the control, doing nothing at all. And that was how she survived until she could leave the house. It worked for her as a temporary fix. Sure, it sounds like a common strategy for maybe many kids with difficult parents. You know, because they're so small, they can't fight back, they have no control. It's kind of sad, but I can see that as a way to work survive, on that. Yeah. right? So oddly, you'd think that, you know, maybe for the, for most children, um, they might want to fight back like a wood child, you know, might might have a completely different way of dealing with it. You know, the wood child's response might be frustration and anger, like a constant fight with that abusive parent and just like World War Three at home every single day. You mean Wood War Three? Wood War Three. <laughs> yes. So in that case, that might relate more to deep-seated anger instead of apathy. So again, even for children, not all of them are going to respond the same. And it may have to do more with the element of how they're going to respond. Another child like might use overindulgence to soothe themselves. So really, I mean, any of the tentacles could be an approach. But if you think about Earth and their sort of affinity to overindulgence, that might be their way to deal with the same situation. Yeah. And that's, we, you know, we talked about the daimai and I keep thinking, where do we stuff all that? Yeah. Right. So right. yeah, we should do a, a bigger podcast on that. But yeah. in the metal elements case, apathy makes a lot of sense to me. Yes. And what's interesting is that as much as metals are very yin and how they present themselves to the world, remember deep inside, they are actually yang. We say that they're yin on the outside and yang on the inside. So inside they can be tough as nails. Yeah. It's like, you know, watch out because they will cut you if they have to slice and dice. Yes. With that metal edge. Yes. We're always joking, you know, and say, you know, you might think a wood person would win in a fight against a metal person, but the wood person is the opposite. The wood is yang on the outside and yin on the inside. So if you put them up against each other, watch out, wood person. I know metal could cut you up. Yes. Believe me, I know from past experience, I tread lightly with my metal friends when I'm feeling frustrated or maybe not having a great day. I don't want to be sliced and diced, you know? I mean, it really, obviously, when you have friends, it doesn't happen a lot with metal because they're so nice on the outside. They're usually super, super sweet. You know, it's really only if they get cornered and I feel like they have, they have to come out fighting and they don't really have any other option. But, you know, all you wood people out there listening, if you don't know this, remember the one element that can trump wood is metal. metal. Chop, 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 chop. Yeah. Yes. So the reason I bring this up in the first place, Jay, is the next tentacle we wanted to talk about is deep-seated anger. Now, if a metal person's young on the inside and they're in a really bad situation, yes, the apathy will probably happen first, but that's not all that's going to happen because even if they're not doing anything about it, there's going to be extreme anger that they feel about that situation, the injustice of it perhaps, or the hurt that's causing that anger. But whatever the situation is, they're probably going to retreat into apathy and then stuff those angry emotions deep yeah. down, like we said, into that belt channel. We know all that stuffing of anger, actually, of anything is not really good over time. It builds and builds and builds, sometimes years, decades, perhaps even a lifetime. And at some point, they're like a volcano and that's going to have to blow. It's yeah. going to have to come out. 
And that's what happens if they're stuck in a really bad situation and enduring it and feeling angrier and angrier every day. Well, someday it's going to be kaboom. I know. And that very kind, sweet metal person that the last people you actually want to, they don't, they don't want to hurt anyone. They're so nice and kind and sweet because of that yin part. They've always wanted to be nice and play by the rules. They don't want to lose their bleep. Okay. They don't want to lose control. (laughs) And that's why they buried the anger in the first place, because they didn't want to show anyone their true feelings that they may be perceived as negative. But if they get to the point where they cannot contain it anymore, then they often can't control how it comes out and they do things they regret. And that could be hurting someone else or even hurting themselves. Yeah, I've seen this. This is definitely, you know, an issue for the metal element to understand because it's so common for them to do this just on different levels. You know, if so if they could just ask themselves, you know, what the anger is they're harboring and then how can they try to release it? Yes. That might help a little. Right. So at the end of this podcast, we're going to talk about some strategies for releasing these tentacles. So that brings us to our next tentacle, temptation. Yes. I make it sound good, right? Mm, Temptation. Yum, temptation. So while metals tend not to overindulge on things like food, they might feel very tempted by things that they're not supposed to have. Yeah, we joke sometimes that they are notoriously some of the big kings and queens of rock and roll, sex and drugs. But in everyday life, we have them around us, you know, of course. They just love a good rebel yell. <laughs> yes, like Billy Idol's rebel, rebel yell. yell. <laughs> I do think Billy Idol is metal wood and maybe some fire. I'd love to take a look at him. It's been a while, but his music always has that driving wood beat, even though he's like a punk rocker. But for metal energy, yes, it's almost for them the fact that something is verboten. Well, you know, like that's why they want it. Yeah. Well, I did take a peek at Billy Idol recently. And, you know, he's definitely feels this metal vibe he's given off. And, you know, Lita, I saw a little bounce in his step. Yeah. Very little shoulders to back. But I would love it if anyone wants to take a look at the new Billy Idol. But you can definitely feel the wood driving in the music. There's a new Billy yeah. Idol? Like well, he's, he's kind of 2.0 or he's something, like his a reboot? 6.0. He's 60 something. <laughs> okay. But he's having a little revival. And oh. so uh, he's doing the rebel yell with a walker. Uh, <laughs> I love Billy Idol. He was, he, a lot of people just absolutely digged him in the 80s. But, you know, I was always like, eh, you know, he's okay. <laughs> All right. He's not for me, but he's good. But, you Back know. Back to Metals and Temptations. So the Metals and the Temptations, a different group, the Temptations, <laughs> not Billy Idol. Right. But, um, but Metals, I think, are you know, they're such goody two-shoes in so many ways. They have this other side, this kind of F it, fluck it, right? We're flocking <laughs> it. Or We're flocking flock it. it, not flocking it. <laughs> Let's just do something bad. It's not really bad. It's just sort of maybe devious. Yeah, devious. Like they mostly want to obey the laws, but then fudge it a little bit. So like maybe buy and do drugs and get away with it, but not sell drugs or do something really, really super illegal. And then if they're doing it due to heart pains, they need to fill that void. The drugs are going to be highly addictive. They also numb the pain, numb that belly thing that we talked about, right? That's where they stuff in it. So that's where a metal person can get really stuck in addiction you know, even if we're not talking about illegal drugs like heroin right. or crack, although Billy Idol talks about all this addictions, right. those are on there. Yeah. You know, he, it could be simple as tobacco. Okay. Yeah, tobacco. So metal tents maybe have a strong addiction to, t- to attraction addiction to tobacco for maybe a number of reasons because it's bad, but it's not bad enough. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it makes them feel a little devious, a little badass. Maybe not compliant with the norm. Boy, right now it's not compliant to be a smoker. No. Or a vapor. 
I yeah. bet you a lot of metal people have vapors. I would, I would, I'm just saying that. Don't, don't get mad at me. If it's not true. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Um, right. But they love to comply with the laws and be outliers on other things. Yes. Not necessarily fitting in. Uh, they're kind of like a social deviant in some ways. <laughs> yes. But it's not just that because on a physical level, you know, the mental element is associated with the lungs. And when you smoke, you're breathing tobacco smoke into your lungs. And wait, Lita, smoking is kind of used to be looked at as cool. And what yeah. do you say? Metal was cool. Metal's cool, right? right? Yeah, yeah. So first, definitely for decades, metal was like the the real smoker, like the cool smoker. But, you know, when when you smoke, you're breathing tobacco into your lungs. So So even more so than any other element, metals like smoking because they're making a cosmic connection through inhaling that smoke. They're inspiring. They're breathing in. They're feeling inspired. And for those interested in plant spirit medicine, the tobacco plant is one of the most amazing plants to feel, you know, to help us feel inspired. And to me, as a plant spirit medicine practitioner, I believe that its role, that the, the role of tobacco t is to bring inspiration. So whenever I'm working with a metal person who wants to stop smoking, I explain to them that they cannot just take take that role that tobacco plays for them just out of their life instantaneously. When they smoke, you know, they're often sitting outside, they're breathing cosmic chi in the air, they're pondering, they're thinking, they're looking for that inspiration that cosmic chi brings. So it's basically a ritual they're performing many times a day to get that inspiration. So I get them to find other ways to replace that ritual with something that will feed them in that way. Remember, it's about lack. So they need to feed themselves. Yeah. And then maybe add some other source of smoke, maybe like in moxibustion, moxa in Chinese medicine. Yes. With metals, I teach them how to do moxibustion on themselves. That's the burning of mugwort on acupoints. Or if they can't do that, then at least, you know, use incense. But, you know, moxa is similar to tobacco. It really connects with a person's spirit and it brings them that spiritedness, that zest for life, that joy. And when metals quit smoking, they often feel that lack of joy and they really lose that zest for life. But when they add that box of bustion back in, they, they find it very easy to make this transition to becoming a non-smoker because they just don't feel that lack that lack that tobacco used to fill. So just being around the smoke of the moxibustion. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yes. You know, that's their temptation tentacle that keep, that kept them smoking, that feeling ultimately of wanting to fill the empty, emptiness with the smoke maybe. Yes. yes. So maybe that moxibustion is a good idea to just be in it, not necessarily inhale it. Yeah, it's cool. It often works. And these days, even with the most badass metal person who wants to quit smoking to be healthier, you know, this is a good solution for them. Yeah, certainly a better solution than vaping. No yes. judgment. Yes. I'm not saying good or bad. But right. I right. Would, I would for their good. health. Right. For their health. As far as we know. That's right. <laughs> current, that current, day, current day science says. If you believe in that stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about the jealousy tentacles, shall we? We shall. That's very metal of you, Jay, to say. It sounds very honoring and respectful when we speak in Let's older English. Jealousy. <laughs> we shall discuss that, yes. Yes. You know, again, this feeling of lack, but in this case, the metal element person might look at people who have what they want and then that feeling of jealousy and wanting more it starts to arise. Yeah. In the metal case, there is often this sense of, I deserve this, but why can't I have it? 
Well, that's that sense of, sense of entitlement. We talk about it all the time and they're not wrong. They are entitled as we all are to have what they want. But instead of accepting that they don't have it, they become angry, that deep-seated anger perhaps, and that pain of jealousy. I like to always say the pain or the pangs of jealousy. So I don't know. I guess when it could be an example of an actor who feels jealous about a friend who's more successful than they are and maybe even not as talented. Right. In their own mind, anyway. In their right? mind, yeah. Because remember, metal wants respect. And they, they feel like they don't get that respect. And that's the jealousy, really. Why are all those people getting respect and I'm not? Yeah, maybe it's based on the feeling that I'm not good. Why not me? It's a bit torturous to feel that way in general, in my opinion. It's just my thoughts here. It's like a constant negative voice in your head that just can't be quieted. So... Alita, how or what can the metal element do about these tentacles? How would they go about starting the path of healing, healing themselves on this? Well, the, f- the first step is name it and watch it. This is what we've said all the way through the podcast, become the watcher. You have to be willing to look at your anger in particular and admit it to yourself. Yeah, that's a good starting point for sure for all of us. Yeah. So the first step is acknowledging that the problem isn't out there you know, your outer circumstances, but it's inside. It's time to look at yourself and why you're being so triggered. I think the triggers are really, you know, a good thing to look at as you're the watcher because you start to feel like, are you being fearful, guilty, lonely, annoyed? Is that bringing out the tentacle-like behaviors? Yes. So let's say you've had a history of drug use, but you got it under control and have really made a commitment to sobriety. But suddenly, due to something that happens, you begin to feel tremendously angry about something, like someone at work may be disrespecting you, and suddenly the drug use starts to get out of hands again. Yeah, that's the trigger. And honestly, that can happen to any element with any past addictions. But for metal, we've seen, particularly under those circumstances, because metal, the metal element, people sometimes have a difficult time expressing their anger when they stuff, stuff, stuff. It's painful. So naturally, they want to numb that pain, which that's what addictive behaviors often do, numb the pain. Yeah. So you need to begin to understand what triggers this tentacle. You have to own it. Otherwise, you won't be able to stop that mechanism of the trigger. And once you become aware of it, you can begin to find the source of that pain, which may seem like the thing that's currently happening in your life. But chances are, it's really that that reminds you of something in the past, something older, so maybe even very, very old that happened to you that started this whole domino kind of thing that you just kind of stuffed. Yeah. So we explained in the previous episodes in this series, the next step for you to do after you name it and you watch it is you can do like a meditation of sorts where you sit with this uncomfortable feeling that is your current situation. You got triggered. So something happened in your regular life. You got triggered. Then you do this meditation where you go back linearly in time and think of all the experiences that evoked this similar feeling that you're experiencing right now. And you keep going back through your past until you find the very first time that this similar pain occurred. It could even be very early on in your childhood. And once you identify that, you can give yourself permission to rewrite that story of that past event. So just go slow with this meditation. I think the meditation is called Free Your Heart that we have in the Alchemy Learning Center. So you could just kind of like think about rewriting the memory of this event in your life. Yeah. So basically, it's like you're 
going back to that memory, but you're you're coming from your current day adult self. You have a lot of knowledge about how the world works and you can use your wildest imagination. You know, maybe you imagine that one of your parents does something really great. Maybe you imagine that some, you know, imaginary creature comes in and saves the day. Like you can imagine it however you want, but what you're looking for in this is a feeling of relief that whatever you're imagining gives you that feeling like, oh, that would have been a better outcome. That makes me feel relief. And you know, and, it takes time. You're not yeah. going to do it on the first time. And then maybe before you finish the meditation or this exercise, make sure you fo- come forward to the present time, real time, yes. uh, <laughs> again, um, and just see how every each time you do this, you feel better. Maybe it's a similar bad feeling. How could you rewrite this? How could you make it different? How can you make it easier? Yeah, because when you apply it to the current situation, you have that kind of like it's rewriting your history. You're essentially healing those negative stories that you created and carried with you through time. And as you go back to the current day, those negative stories kind of evaporate. You're you're healing them. And so you look at these triggers of the current day and they're not so triggering anymore. Yeah. So that's the in the second stage of alchemy meditations in the ALC. Again, is it called for your heart? Free yes, heart. Free heart meditation. Free yes. your heart meditation. All right. So we've got these themes for metal. Now remember all the other tentacles are still possible for any element. We're just talking about some common reactions to trauma that metals might have. Sure. We really want all the listeners who sincerely want to free their hearts from the heart pain to be able to live their best lives. And, you know, part of self-cultivation, which is a big theme of this podcast, in case you didn't know, (laughs) is a bit of watching and it's not always you know, fun and it can be sometimes painful and identifying your triggers and your behaviors, you know, you just got to kind of like go with the flow. Yes. And if you have no choice about your behavior, then that just means your heart's not free. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Good point. You know, it's asking yourself, do you have a choice or are you compelled to do the things that are not authentically who you are, but you still do them anyways? And if that's the case, then spending some time examining yourself and working to heal it is, I guarantee, totally worth it because having a free heart is amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's just so much less work in life. Yeah. <laughs> you can just totally be yourself and not worry about how you're, how that's being perceived or are you protecting yourself or holding yourself back because you're so good in yourself. And for metals, it's especially important to feel free to fly. You know, we talk about that magic carpet ride because mm-hmm. you're not, if you're not flying, then maybe... You're falling. You're falling. Like the sky is falling. The sky is falling. Chicken little, right? <laughs> it's a great It's a great one, Jay. Right. If you're not flying, then you're probably falling that's if right. you're metal. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to avoid for the metal element is, you know, you don't want to go splat. <laughs> right. That no is not, splat. That is not, splat is not living your best life. That splat is that disconnect yeah. where everything just goes gray. Like right. you're, that's really, yeah. It's not really living at all. So metal needs to have the connection within themselves to feel alive. And even if they're not connecting with anyone else around them, they can connect inside and then they can feel that cosmic connection with the universe. And that's really all they need. That's it. So simple. <laughs> Yay. But that is for, that's all we're going to do for today. So all the people out there that identify as the metal or you just want to learn more about the metal element, it's time to let go of those 
past hurts, those owie owies. I'm going to go simple again, right? Yeah. Well, the, letting go is is the power of the, the lungs. lungs. Yep. The metal organ. It's just that sometimes metal cling to the past like they're clinging to life onto the safety rope while trying to lay down the mountain, <laughs> right? It's time to trust that letting go and it makes room for something new, something better to come into your life and then let go because the universe safety rope, the safety net will hold you all the way down. So you awesome. just got to like free that heart. Awesome. And next up in our little series is the water element. Why is it little? Like chicken little. <laughs> Why is it a chicken little? Are we back to chickens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully the sky's not falling and we are all flying. Yes. And connect with your flock. <laughs> okay. And have a good day. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the Inspired Action Podcast and you've reached the end. Woohoo. Why not celebrate a little bit and click that subscribe button right there. We love having you with us on this journey and we want it to continue. You can also rate and review this podcast. And if you have already, thank you so much. We read all reviews and your reviews help other people find this podcast as well. You can also be a part of this podcast yourself by submitting a voice recording message and emailing it to us at Lita at InspiredActionPodcast.com or Jay at InspiredActionPodcast.com. And if you want, you can join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram. Join us next week for another Inspired Action Conversation. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening and remember to hug the dog.